morning, everyone, and you're listening to Tony Londis Live, and you can't see me, and I'm going to apologise straight away because we have heavy rain here at the moment, and for some reason, that keeps taking my video off. So I'm sorry, dear audience, you'll just have to put up with a photo of me for the time being. But I'm going to make the glorious Michelle Slay talk most of this show. So welcome back to Insight, Making Sense of Sexual Assault with Michelle. And I want to just remind you that we have our wonderful um, Philippines, in the Philippines we have the wonderful Payo, ready to respond to your comments, questions, and send you website links and help if you need it. On RadioTony.com, you will find all the connections to Michelle, Michelle's book, and her information on RadioTony.com. Michelle is an empowered survivor. She knows the difference between being empowered and just surviving. She has been the victim of six rapes and one sexual assault beginning at five years of age. So she's experienced all the persecution and talent and challenges uh, around a permanent pain related injury she's been stalked and powerless and lost some of her closest friends to domestic murder michelle now helps people to stop being at the mercy of their trauma and their triggers she's written a best-selling book called up insight up close and personal profile of sexual assault communities to better identify sexual predators and respond in a more resourceful way to the trauma of sexual assault. So this is the third in our series of shows and this afternoon we want to just remind everyone that the topics Michelle and I talk about are sensitive of nature. However, it's important that we have these conversations and allow ourselves to be vulnerable enough to talk and connect. If these shows trigger something in you, please reach out and talk to someone about your experience and the pain that you may be experiencing. The reason we are dedicated to talking about sexual assault is that in Australia and across the world, it is a major health and welfare issue. Many victims, the effects can be wide-ranging and lifelong. You can experience physical injuries, long-term mental health impacts and disruption to everyday activities such as eating and sleeping. According to the 2016 Australian Bureau of Statistics, almost 2 million Australian adults had experienced at least one sexual assault since the age of 15. More than 1.1% of Australian adults had experienced sexual assault in the 12 months before the the survey, a rise of nearly 0.7%. Around 639,000 Australian women experienced their most recent incident of sexual assault perpetrated by a male in the last 10 years, and approximately one in five women in the US reported completed or attempted rape at some point in their lifetime, including completed or forced penetration, attempted or forced penetration, alcohol or drug facilitated penetration, 2.6% of US men, an estimated 2.8 million experienced completed or attempted rape victimization in their lifetime. So the reason I quote these statistics before we start the show today is we need to know how big this issue is. 
And so today we're going to dabble around the concept of consent. So Michelle, would you like to start today? Um, welcome to the show again. Sorry, Michelle. <laughs> would you like to tell us today your under today understanding of consent? Yep. Sorry. Yeah. So today I've brought us outside, have a bit of a leafy, a leafy atmosphere to lighten the topic. And I'm I'm really excited to be talking about consent because it's one of the key factors in trying to solve the problem. A lot of people say it is the key factor, but it is not. It is one of the key factors in dealing with, you know, resolving or slowing down or better understanding um, sexual assault. And um, the the reason why we've sort of um, talked a little bit about children is because consent isn't something they can give. And so we've come to the more adult part of the discussion. And it's really important that we understand what consent is and isn't. What is difficult about it is that no one seems to agree on what it is. And so, (laughs) you know, there's a very big gray area and right across the world, here in Australia, we don't have as many states as you might have in the US and and in Europe, you know, one country butts onto another. And rapists, they do cross borders. However, the law is not something that is universal. And so it creates grey areas and opportunities to get away with rape. Um, so that is certainly something that needs to be addressed. And it needs to be addressed for three reasons. It will not um, reduce the amount of sexual assault uh, because, and I'll explain this, and I know a lot of people are going, what? (laughs) What is she talking about? But I will explain this. So consent is more for three purposes. The first purpose is so that when you're having consensual sex, you both know what the other person wants, right, so that everybody is agreeable and happy. The second purpose behind it is so that you know that you've been raped. Now, I mean, I get on a lot of websites and things and I I communicate with a lot of people. And the one thing that so many people say is, oh, um, my friends say I wasn't raped, but. And I I have to write back and say, actually, yeah, you were raped. You were raped because, um, you know, you said no and he kept going. Or you, this happened and this happened, um, or he didn't ask. And, or, yeah. and I've got to explain it all. So it's important for people to understand what consent is so that they're, they're knowing that this is actually something that's happened, right? So that you're clear personally. The other yes. reason why consent is important is for court. So when you go into a, a legal situation, yes. We're a little different to the US here in Australia, and not a lot of people realise this, but under our system, there is no requirement um, to actually establish the truth. And we go in as victims of sexual assault as only a witness, and that is the same in the US. And, um, you know, you go in as the witness to the Department of Public Prosecutors, or it's called something different in the US, but the state prosecutor. You are their witness yes. and that's all you are. 
And unfortunately, we go in and we're kind of a bit, you know, we're we're expecting that this is going to be the answer to actually feeling better. And it's not. And and I will say that it's not in a moment. Um, So we go in and then, especially here in Australia, it's like, well, I didn't get to tell the truth or I told the truth, but they shut me down or there was this or that. I wasn't able to speak or whatever it might be. The, the thing about it is that um, a court is really a very um, clinical thing and yes. there's no place for emotion. And we are going to do a whole topic on court. And if mm. you go into court in the right way, you can have a very empowering outcome. I know people that have gone into yes. court who have got a guilty verdict and still feel depressed or, or more depressed than they were going in because their yeah. expectations are so high right so we need to understand and have a very clear definition of consent uh, for court so that is another place that it's very very important now it's very difficult to actually identify what consent is as I said because it's different every yes and I I say to people listen we all have a dictionary and in dictionaries the meaning of consent is pretty consistent Mm-hmm. And 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 the other thing is that within our civil litigation system, or whenever we enter into any agreement in civil, you know, civil land type things, insurance, yes, uh, you know, a whole range of things, we sign a consent. So we do understand the concept of consent as an agreement, and so yes. you know, we could work off the principle, and in my book, I work off these principles of saying to people. You need to communicate with someone. Um, I used to say to people, if they said, can I buy you a drink? I would say, okay, you can buy me a drink, but you have to buy my girlfriend's a drink and I'm not going to have sex with you. That's it. So that he knows upfront all the information and he can make a decision about whether he wants to spend his money buying me a drink and talking to me, knowing that the outcome yeah. is going to be what he wanted. Now, I did that growing up and people still brought me drinks um, you know, but it was a clear understanding of the arrangements around that. And so I think yes. that's really important to understand that we 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 need to have agreement. Um, it needs to be freely given. That's a pretty consistent theme. If you're drunk, it you is. can't freely give. So therefore, that's if right. you're drunk, no one has the right to You're not giving consent. You can't because you're impaired. Um and then we've got informed. Now, I was listening to a woman in the US who was talking mm-hmm. about how um, if someone lies to you and misrepresents who they are, you're not informed. And if you choose to have sex with them, that's rape if they've misrepresented themselves. And I think that's Absolutely. kind of... Absolutely. It, it, it is and it isn't um, because we do have some responsibility to decide whether or not we want to have sex with someone. And if we agree, um, you know, it becomes quite a little bit grey, that area. So if we're yeah. actually talking about sexual assault from the perspective of rapists, right, and not just people who are insecure about themselves, but we're talking here today about rapists, yes. Um, yes. it needs to be informed. You need to be informed when you're engaging in a sexual act, right, 
so that you know that if you've got agreement, if you are not too drunk to be doing it, if you're knowledgeable about what's taking place and and you've decided on where you're going to go and who's going to participate, then you can enter into something and, and it's going to be okay, right? And you're going to know if it's not what you agreed to, that it's not what you agreed to, it's something else. And I'd like to yeah. just hear a story that's in my book and I'd like to expand on this because I think it's very important. Yes, so, absolutely. Um, before the um, assault where the chap, you know, was was visiting my flatmate and followed me into my bedroom and yes. raped me, um, I dropped around to a friend's place and I walked in. They, my friend was out and her husband was there and a whole lot of other men mm-hmm. were there. Another friend of mine, yes. and she was completely and utterly off her face. Not only was she drunk, but they'd been cooking up magic mushrooms. So in New Zealand, we have these mushrooms called magic mushrooms. I'm sure they're everywhere with different names. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. they had brewed up this big brew, and they had given this to her without her knowledge. So it was poured into mm-hmm. her drink. And I literally oh. walked in, I think, minutes before that that pack rate was about to start and and I realized what was going to going on or what was about to go on and so I stayed I stayed for several hours and nothing happened to me and um what's interesting here is that later on um I went and I spoke with each of these men separately and what had happened was that there was one chap who had been in the air of the others and saying uh, things, right, talking about, oh, wouldn't this be funny? Wouldn't this be hard case? Because yeah. this other woman, one they'd chosen, and this was the dialogue, and this is why I was safe, the dialogue was she sleeps with a lot of people, she writes herself off a lot, so it won't matter to her. And this is how he... This is how he manipulated these chaps into participating in this. Now, I'm talking about 12 guys were in this room, in the lounge room when I walked in. So when you think about that, there's quite a lot of people that he's manipulated and he's, he's, he's prepped them and he's created this whole scenario and then he's brought her in and um, she's had a drink and then that's happened. Now, I did tell her what what I walked in on, and yes. uh, so that she knew. She knew, uh, but also I spoke with those other men, and and the and the people that I started with people that I was really shocked that they were participating, and they became quite shocked when they started to repeat it back because they did realise that it actually didn't sound right when talking mm. with me, and. What I began to learn, and this was a very significant period of time, was that by actually getting these men to commit an act of rape, yes, he now has he now has something over them. And this is later on. This is showing up in the future, and I've been able to to recognise it. Right. So, in talking to these men. Um, I realised that this chap had something over them. And if it had gone ahead, he would be able to say, well, you raped someone. We pack raped her. 
So what that meant was he was buying their silence. He was creating an opportunity to also get their silence so that he could operate yeah. more freely, openly, raping other women and this expensive network of, of these other chaps, right? Yes. And they would, they would defend him. They would do it because they had a secret that they were trying to keep hidden, that they were ashamed of. And so, um, you know, that meant that that I put a cogwash mm. on that too. But the reason I was safe was because I didn't sleep with a lot of people and write myself off. There's no way he could have mm. proceeded in front of me or included me because no one else would have bought that. Yeah. So, Michelle, do you think that... Do you think that men understand that if a woman is drunk or on drugs, then she cannot give consent? Do you well, this think is, people understand this gray, the... This is a grey area and it's not just men because, as I point out in my book, women rape. Yes. yes. Uh, not as many, not as many. And I've given a couple of examples in there I know that that has actually happened. Um, and I've yeah. spoken with those women. I've included them. Um, but, yeah. no, I don't think that we as a community or as a society educate our sons and right. daughters, right? So they don't realise that they actually could get into a lot of trouble by actually mm-hmm. engaging in sex with someone that's willing. Now, they could be quite intoxicated themselves. So I guess it kind of goes two yes. ways when neither is capable of consent. And that's, that's, a, that's a little bit of a problem there. But you see, what's really important is that rapists don't want consent, right? No, I don't. So when you think about it, consent isn't going to stop rape, and that's why I said earlier, we will not mm. reduce the number of rapes or sexual assaults by having a, a universal or consistent law around consent we merely enable people who have been raped to know it for sure I I have to say there's been so many people who've said oh he said well I went over to his house so I knew what I was in for now Mm. no no you didn't know and it's like so I've heard this story for years different um, versions of it but he's yeah. doing things to me and I'm telling him no and I'm pulling his hand away and he's pushing me against a wall or onto a sofa or or somewhere else and he's pulled my clothes down and you know and then he's and I'm saying no. But then my friends say he's right because you went over there or he's saying that mm-hmm. and I don't know what I think. Now this unfortunately actually is a state of mind and these people firstly you go into shock and it takes, yes. when, when once you've been assaulted, you're still in shock and it takes several weeks for the shock to wear off. And as it wears yes. off, the cold hard fact sort of comes in and you, you want to disbelieve it. You want it yes. to not happen because it's really hard to digest that, right? Yeah. And so it's yeah. hard. But, but this, and then this is where you become incongruent within yourself because you don't want to have been raped but at the same time you no. know you were and you try to talk yourself out of it but you know yes. you were and 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 so you get these bits of yourself you start to fracture as a person as a personality right yeah 
mm-hmm. if you've got a really clear understanding about what consent is, you know absolutely, and you've been raised on it or you've really learnt it, then you know absolutely that it was, but you also can yes. think about it differently than you we would now, right? So yeah. right now it's sort of something that we don't tell people that's happened because we're ashamed or we're shocked and we yes. don't know what to think. Other people's reactions mean that um, we think something that's not correct. And yeah. the first time you're raped, you don't know better. And the first time you're raped, I've never met anyone except a couple of people who who actually were um, sort of able to, 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 you know, try to fight. But the others have all been freeze. Frozen? It's not next time that you go to be raped that that women have said oh I was able to sort of struggle and run or I was I tried to fight him off I couldn't but the mm. first time you're raped you will typically freeze. freeze and then you can't speak and so if you don't understand what consent is then you blame yourself so that's because why she didn't consent. say no mm. yeah Okay. You say yes, and that's what's more important. You have to say yes. You do. You have to say yes, and that's why in the book I included that that first experience that I had, where it was a scientific experiment, and I actually had sex for the first time to see what sex was because I didn't know what it was. So I had I had sexual assault here, but I didn't know what this one was, and so by having this one, it put this all the knowledge that I had here. Well, it gave different context that I suddenly yes. was able to um, begin to link to and, and realise yeah. that sex in a box way over here on its own and sexual assault is in a box way over here on its own. They are miles apart. They are not the same yeah. thing. I had this yeah. debate with Susan Kendall, who is uh, who has for years been a social worker in sexual assault, you know, and I, I say, it's not yes. sex. And she says, well, actually it is. And I'm and I said to her, well, yes, Susan, it's a sexual act. I said, but it's not sex as we know it. And mm. she's like, yeah, no, that's right. It's not sex as we know it, although it's a sexual act. But it's an act okay. that is designed to destroy you. Whereas sex is something that is um, for a fun time. And so we've got to think fun, misery. Fun, misery. Yes. Right? So we need consent. We need consent to be really specific and consistent so that um, when when it happens to us, we can go, I said no, you raped me, and can go into a police station and say, I said no. Yeah. And not, I said no, but he kept going, well, did you stop him? No, I froze. Because if because we haven't we haven't had education around as as a society, this is right. We don't understand our own responses. So here I am sitting in this group at the Royal North Sexual Assault Unit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He planned that and, and, and these women are looking at me like, What do you mean? And I'm like, He planned that. And there's one one of the people there was a very wealthy man. He's not with us anymore. He's not in this world anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
She was struggling. She was blaming herself. She hated herself because she put herself in a dangerous situation. And I said, you, you didn't. You didn't. He uses his um, confidence, which he has because he was extremely wealthy and well-known, uh, to yes. make you feel comfortable. And then he manages to get you alone so that he can, he can rape you. And I, I stepped her through it. I, I can't give a lot of detail or it would, it would no, no. give people talking about. Yes. But um, I stepped her through it and she suddenly had this uh, different perspective of what actually happened to her, to what she, she knew she'd been raped, but she was yes. blaming herself for, for putting herself in a position. She didn't realise she was manoeuvred into that position expertly. Yes. She didn't put herself can't read anyone's mind we can't read their minds you know we just can't so we need consent as a way of us knowing what's happened to us and really understanding what's happened to us and to use in court so we can say especially here in Australia where like I said mm. not a lot of truth I did not consent yeah. rape we need to be able to say that to be able to do that, yeah. we need to understand that. Yeah. So I think that that's very Michelle. important. Well, sorry, Tony. I think it's very important about understanding sexual assault and sex different. And sexual predators do not want your consent. They want you to say no. They want you to freeze because that's mm. what they do it for. Right? They want you to fight. They want you to try and run. That's why they do it. If you didn't do Michelle, that. Is it, about, is it about power in those instances? Is it wrapped up in, in, a, in a power play? Because often you hear that sexual assault is about the power. Is that true? Yeah, yeah look, yeah, I'm going to share a little story with you. This will give you yeah. perspective on this. Okay, so. I think I've shared it with you a little bit already, but I went out to the last chap who'd sexually assaulted me, you know, and he was all boo-hoo when his wife was there and very sad and very apologetic. But as he was walking out right. the door and he was smiling, when he was telling me what he would, had done to me when I was asleep and I didn't know what he was doing to me, he got an erection telling me this and he was salivating he enjoyed reliving it and he was looking at me waiting for me to fall apart and be vulnerable and broken. Now, this particular predator, one of the other people I identified, right, and I was talking to her, he had harassed and harassed and harassed her on the phone relentlessly. Mm -hmm. She was hiding in the back of whoop whoop when I actually reached out to her family and then they, she didn't even have a phone because he tracked right. her down. He was on no register for anything. She had literally at the age of 18 dropped off. She wasn't working. The only people who knew she existed was social security. That is wow. terrible. Once he'd finished his 12 months in jail, no, 12 months weekend jail, um, oh, I phone calls, heavy breathing and laughing and carrying on. I knew his voice, right? But definitely the heavy breathing. And so I ring the police. 
Now they tell me, oh, it's probably him. So then I say, can you ring him and tell him to stop? Oh, we have no evidence it's him. (laughs) So no, we can't accuse him of something. He served his time. So now we've wiped the slate clean. Okay, so someone's harassing me. Can you please tap the phone? Oh, no, we know who it is. So we're not going to waste our money. I said, you know who it is, and you know it's it's bothering me, and you know that um, it's going to keep doing it, uh, but you can't investigate it because, A, it would cost too much, and I'm not worth it, and, and B, uh, he served his time. So, so you can't touch him? Is that what you're saying? Absolutely ridiculous. Wow. Right? So did that give you a, con- a perspective on the fact that, Yes. Um, they, they they like you to suffer. Yeah. And if you kill someone, you're dead. That's it. The only way that mm-hmm. you can hook in suffering is, is the relatives that those people leave behind. But if you leave someone alive after you completely and utterly obliterate them and you watch them and you you can have control of pulling the strings, yeah, hearing it is other people about how they fall apart. How powerful is that? How powerful! Mm. Now, I gave another example in the book where um, this chap was was um, was in the Philippines, and over there we all had drivers. We weren't allowed to drive, so he was within this group. Every weekend they'd go out, they'd get you know, they'd have drinks. The men would drink, the women would drink, and they'd all pile into cars. And he would get in beside someone and he would put his finger inside them and rub himself in the car with her husband sitting on the other side. Or he would reach through to pick get something and he would slip his hand under the person sitting in the front seat or play with their breast. Or if his arms were crossed, he would slide it. And their husbands are sitting in the car. I mean, how amazingly empowering is that for, for somebody? That they can do that and that 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 person they're doing it to is powerless to stop them. Can you imagine the high that they get from that? That would be very addictive, very, very addictive. So, yeah, if you understand why they do it, because when people say, oh, yeah, they want power over you. But when you say those words, what does that actually mean to each and each of us is just those words? Power. What's it's power very empowering. If you it's don't know a concept, you don't know how to make it, understand it, right? Yeah. So just imagine yeah. that. Just imagine in the dark and he's, he's playing with himself, he's fingering a woman or he's got his hand on a breast and he's fingering her and she's there and her husband's sitting on the other side and there might be another husband crammed in there and there's a woman sitting in the front and there's a driver. And if it's in a van, there's a whole lot more people and there were a lot of vans over there that the expats used to travel in. And so you imagine if you've got a whole van full of people and he's just he's able to just assault each and every single one of them of his choosing. When you know it's it's sort of so, like Michelle, um, if women carry in that instance, is there really anything that they can do? Um, yes, there's one important thing that they can do, and that's yes. once it's over, 
they need to say to themselves, and it's in my book all the way through it, that wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault. Right? That's not. It was not my fault. I didn't ask for that. He raped me. I accept mm. that. Acceptance comes first. Yeah. And then you can move on to acknowledgement and then forgive. I could yeah. not read his mind, but I forgive myself if I'm blaming myself. I forgive myself. Okay. Now, there's a, there's a, I think I talked about it a little bit last week, but the way in which our psychology works, there is a feedback mm-hmm. process have right yes and yes we were feeding back to ourselves experiences and and so when, when we when we feed back this is sort of an area where we can almost create blame oh I wasn't picking my feet mm-hmm. up so I stubbed my toe okay I stubbed my toe right so this is where we get into this process of um evolving and um having this oh I did this because this is the feedback right if someone tickles you, yes. someone else did, right? So, but where we get into this process of of, of having a okay, I I I went to that party, so that person raped me from that party. I put myself there. The feedback comes back as I did this, right? So okay. understand process that happens unconsciously. So we must forgive ourselves because we cannot mm-hmm. read someone's mind not go out knowing we were going to be assaulted we did not walk into our lounge room knowing that someone was hiding in the closet we did not do anything knowing that this was going to happen so we must forgive that unconscious process of self-blame so we say i forgive myself and it's not my fault that's what you can do i was just going to say the number of times I've had conversations with girlfriends and women who have told me of instances where they were sexually assaulted and following on from that, they have said, I shouldn't have been walking home alone. I shouldn't have yes. been in the dark. My skirt was too short. And in those yep. instances, we need more people saying to them, this is not your fault you should not be raped while you walk home you should not be raped because of what you wear you should not be raped because you had a few more drinks than you intended women uh, include men in this as well but women in particular should be safe to walk where they need to walk to go where they need to go they should not anticipate that that will end up in them being Right. That's right. And you can't anticipate it. You can't live your life constantly. (sighs) Right? That is not healthy. You would have so much Mm -hmm. cortisol walking running through your body. Well, people who have been do, and it creates illness. So you can't mind read. So consent gives people the the ability to be able to say, I did nothing. Now I was Mm. talking with a woman who was snatched. Now, this is something there's, I've spoken to a lot of people, but this woman in particular I'm yes. going to talk about, she was grabbed over a concrete fence, walking towards a train station on a public street, a street she walked down every day to go to work. Yeah. And there was some bushes and two men grabbed her and they, they raped her, right? 
Now, she could not tell her husband or her sons. She could not speak to them hardly. She could not sleep in the same room as her husband and she couldn't tell him why. Because it was, what did I do? I must have done something, right? We have to remember, and we come back to this again and again and again. Yes. Sexual assault of any form, regardless of the penetration or the non-penetration or whatever it is, whether it's someone's finger or whether it's something else, sexual assault is not something that is within our reasonable or normal realm of of awareness or thinking. We have no knowledge of it. It does not make sense to us. So mm-hmm. when we're confronted with something that is so far outside uh, anything that we've ever, ever experienced before, what do we do with that? Well, first yeah, of all, exactly. But there aren't any because no one's mm. been talking about this, which is the reason why I stepped up to talk about it. Yes. Um, and, and the thing is that we need to know. We need to know so that when it happens, we know that it's not us. It's got nothing to do with us. Yeah. It's the other yeah. They chose it. They set the trap. Whether we walked into it there or a different time, they've made a decision and it's all about them, right? Mm. it's really Mm. important to know that it's not your skirt it's not your time of day it's not Mm. anything it's just it's just simply be aware of what consent is know that you didn't give it Mm. and then and you can't and you cannot give it if you're drunk or drug impaired you can't so if you think that that's an excuse for assault it's not. not. It never no, is. No. And if we talk about a no, current no, situation not. in Australia around uh, the Brittany Higgins story, she did not give consent. Therefore, it's rape. It's simple, isn't it? No. no. It's been a great get out of jail free card for a very long time. Oh. It's it's um it's in my book. I've got a, I've got an example of, of where a girl was raped, and uh, he used. Oh, I was drunk, and you should have said something. You should have made yourself clearer, but I I outline it very clearly that that I've outlined his trap there, in the book very clearly that that whole scenario was actually a painting a picture for her so he could say that and get away with it, right? And that, yeah. that example of, of hunting that are drunk, see, that rapist that, that um, I was talking about that got all those men, right? Yes. There's another example yes. at a university yes. in Adelaide what, two years ago. The girl was drunk. Yes. By mm. actually getting other men involved in it, it's like there's a whole lot of people saying, yeah, no, she did say yes, or, yeah, no, we were all drunk, or it wasn't rape, because these people over here in this category, they're not rapists. Yes. They wouldn't have. They got pulled into something um, that they wouldn't ordinarily have gone into. This person yeah. wants people that are going to support him and protect him. One of the yeah. ways of doing that is to get secrets on this group of men. 
so that sometimes you get a whole pack like the other example I gave on the train or the ones in the in the booth or there's there's other Mm -hmm. examples that I can give where you get a whole group of men that are like-minded there was a a, a situation where some paramedics actually um found each other three rapists found each other they were all paramedics and there were a lot of girls Um. recording they were being salted between between where they got picked up and the hospital and um yeah so they were actually raping taking turns one would drive the others would rape and you know they spun it around but they but of course all three of them said no that never happened it's three against one so sometimes you they do find find each other but other times they look for people to manipulate to give them support the other thing that happens is and this is something very recent I was talking to a young girl she's 25 years Mm -hmm. of age and she's was raped and um she was sitting talking with a friend of hers and, who's no longer a friend of hers but she was sharing the story with me and then I, I was yes. um talking with her about this but her, this friend her ex-boyfriend had been accused of rape right and this friend was defending him and this girl says to me why was she defending him I said if you hadn't been raped you'd have been defending him too because she knew him, yeah. because her friend yeah. dated him. Yeah. And, but I don't understand my friend. Why, why, why? And I said, because he will get a girlfriend and he will behave in a gentlemanly fashion. And, and this has happened a lot. They'll almost wait for yes. the girl to instigate sex so that that girl yeah. thinks that she's in control. And then yes. he will rape other women. And then she'll be like, no. Yeah. He didn't rape you. No, I know him. He never tried anything. In fact, I had to be the one to do it. He was so respectful, right? And but and that doesn't I mean that girl, he's not. He mm-hmm. He's definitely a rapist. I because there was more details to it. But I said to her, yes, if you hadn't been raped, would you have under, Would you be seeing him differently? And she said, no. She could acknowledge that, no, she'd seen the gentleman side of him. But in talking to the girl stepped up and said, he raped me, because she'd been raped, she she understood the language that this girl was using because she now was familiar with that language because that's the language she was using. And there's things about rape that um, – People who have been raped know that other people don't necessarily know. Yeah, and yeah. There's a, there's a, uh, yeah, yeah. But this is another way in which rapists will the environment to manipulate dialogue. So, so this is how they use that. Behaviors, isn't there, Michelle? There's yeah. behaviors yeah, in any five. I'm tracing the <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful yeah, scenery, Michelle. Yeah, it's my fig tree. It's down the back of my oh, property. It is lovely. Yeah, I just, um, there are like this to Yeah, it looks very, very beautiful, that background. In talking about this really tough subject, there are behaviours that are similar 
all the same in all of these perpetrators, particularly those that rape. Um, I think we've got about, you know, five minutes before I want to get on to some of the things that you're doing in the background. But, yes, we've talked that much. Can you just quickly point out for the women and men listening that some of those key personality types that you could recognise if you knew what to look for and be aware of around the types of personalities and the things that they do that manipulate people to get them into that point where someone will be raped? Okay, so listen to what they're saying. Yes. If they're saying something like, oh, look at her, you know, she puts herself out, she might be a bit drunk and she's got a short skirt, so then the other men around him will think that. And that's laying the foundation. Or, um, yep. oh, she's coming on to me. Or, you know, um, when in actual fact, if you actually really paid attention, but you just believe what he's saying. Right. But if you actually yes, yes. pay attention if what people are saying is actually what's really happening rather than just okay. accept it. The other thing is, yeah. girls especially, about women, if you are hearing someone say, he raped me, by gosh, you stay away from them, right? Mm-hmm. People don't necessarily, I know that some people make it up and they'll usually go mm-hmm. into the police station to make trouble with someone if they're making it up. They won't just yes. say it yes. generally. Hear about yeah. someone who's saying, that person raped me. You stay away and observe and listen and see if anybody else is saying it because I can I can guarantee you that if that person is a rapist, they've raped other people and there's people out there that are saying it. So listen, observe Wait. and actually question Michelle, is that why? Michelle, is that why when sometimes there's quite big sensationalised cases, one person comes out and it triggers uh, an avalanche of others saying, this happened to me, um, and they're just actually lucky that it hasn't come out sooner? Yeah, part of the reason why people don't report is... um, the police attitude to some people, not all police, but some. Correct. The other reason they don't report is uh, because they don't actually know whether they've been raped or not, and that's why consent yes. is so important. That it's taught correctly because it's not. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and the other thing is um, they don't report because of their environment. Um, yes. Because and there's shame. There's shame around weren't raped yeah and and we we have a, a sexual assault culture at the moment whereby um mm-hmm. it, it's always well, what did you do what did you do to cause that yep. or what did you do to yep. cause this or what what did you do to make them do that i'll, I'll chase the shade yeah so if, if if that's that's the case then people can't actually um you know they, they can't they can't go in and 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 report a rape so they don't but another thing is um people are in so much shock because something that yes. is outside the norm and it's outside our reality and beyond. It's you, you can never understand it till it's happened and then oh, a lot of people still don't understand it then. Yes. Um, so it can take weeks for the shock to wear off and the realisation to hit and then you shut yes. down because you're horrified. Yes. So there's a process and so this is why a lot of people internalise. So we've got the extroverts, we've got introverts, Introverts will internalise, so they'll be less likely to speak up straight away. Um, Some people do go and find a counsellor and 
Court and at the Royal North Shore Sexual Assault Unit that I, you know, that I was at, uh, Susan would yeah. always report police the names so that they could okay. build a list, and they did. And they would often reach out mm-hmm. and say, okay, we've had someone come into the police station and they're saying that this chap's assaulted them. Could you reach out to your your person and see if they would like yeah. to join forces now that there's somebody else to support them? Right? Okay. So okay. then that way police have actually managed with three or four or five girls, women, um, to um, take five people to court and, um, and and put someone away for, for rape. And, and you know, sure. this, is, this is difficult. It's difficult because there's work to be done in all these areas, uh, but that is generally why they don't report. It's not usually a one-off crime, though, is it? My understanding from no, the no, research no, they and reading. Serial offenders. Just think of it yeah. this way. I know that the law calls them perpetrators, so they've perpetrated a criminal offence. But think about them like I write about them, as predators. They hunt. Yes. Yeah. We used to have, we used to hunt to eat, right? To kill, to eat. You know, generations, right? So just think about it like that. They have to eat. They have to Mm -hmm. eat a certain Mm -hmm. thing. And yeah. and so they hunt, and once they start, yes. they get really good at it. And you will never, yeah. probably, I would say, you were never the first, and you won't be the last. There is okay. a first, there is a last. But yes. by the time someone's nineteen, twenty, they're well on on their way. You know, by the time they're twenty five, oh. twenty six, really good. By the in time they're in their thirties and forties, man. When, you know, how it, many lives have they done? Yeah, so okay. Many. I'm just conceptualising some of the, sorry, the cases I'll that just, are in the media. I'll just, um, yeah, I'll just say here, the only time it's a one-off is if it's a grey area. Okay. And if that's in my book. And those yep. men have raped, um, and I've given some examples there, but they didn't actually mean to. They they. Okay. Think about it, and they didn't double check that 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 it, that it was okay. And they have raped, right? But they, it was not something that they would ordinarily do. However, they've believed their own press for some reason, or or one, yeah, know, whatever uh, got sucked into something like that pack rape, for example. But those men, yes, other than the one, uh, wouldn't ordinarily ever rape somebody, and it's okay. not something they'd want to do. I've spoken with men who, um, and I, because I've raised this with groups of men over the years, this this yes. whole scenario, yes. around this. and mm-hmm. a couple of blokes are like, "Oh yeah, I know, I know. Um, actually, I know someone tried that on with me, but nah." The other guys in the group, but yeah, no, nah, I just didn't think that was right, and they didn't, and they weren't happy about it afterwards either. That was not what that other person had talk them into it was not that at all and they realized that too late so there is that gray area where um they're either you know set up or they get pulled into something um that they didn't want to be in or they've they've had sex with someone uh they haven't been careful enough so it's definitely right but it's not something they would typically do and therefore they're not 
a predator. They're just somebody yes, yes. that's done other I've made a mistake. So and quite a bit of avoid someone's life. So yes. you know, um, the impact is careful. the same, though, isn't it? The impact is the, the same on a victim. Makes no difference. Yeah. Although, uh, I mean, I've never been. There was that one example that I, I give in my book where I was about to be raped by someone who thought I wanted to have yes. sex with them uh, until I told yes. her I didn't. Um, so I, I don't really know, other than that experience, um, how much different it is, but it is still mm-hmm. extremely upsetting. And if you've never, ever had sex or if you've never been raped before, that would be horrendous. And even if you have been raped before, yes. that would be horrendous. It's still horrendous. Um, it's horrendous because it's against your will. Their, their yes. intention's different, but the act itself is not. It's perhaps yeah. um, it's still quite violent if you can't stop them. If you freeze, and this is where a lot of people yes. say, but, you know, and this is where this big grey area is. Well, you never said. Yeah. So I didn't know that you didn't want to, and I continued um, because I thought you were into it. Well, mm, no. If you're you not responding. That yeah. means you're frozen, yeah, yeah. and that yeah. means you didn't yes. want it. Yeah. yeah. And that means you're traumatised, and that's not okay. And that's where consent comes in because it wipes out the grey area and it completely makes it clear that if you are agreeable, what you're agreeable to, what you're knowledgeable Mm. about, what you're accepting, what you're, you know, that wipes all of that out and it makes it very clear. So you know, yes, I was agreeable. No, I was not. And that then it becomes very, very level playing field, very because at the moment it's very muddy yeah yeah and there's as you said before there's and we don't have a clear definition of consent anywhere specifically and that leads to part of the problem there's a lot of um information about what it is and what it isn't but we don't have it set in law do we michelle not at the moment in australia at least way we don't not a lot of information out there actually about yeah what it isn't because too many people yeah. are questioning was I right or yeah. not did I ask for this yeah. I didn't want it but whose fault yeah. was it um and so yeah. it's not well known and like no. even today on websites I, I, I've got to tell people yeah you were raped and this is why <laughs> um yeah. because they don't know Michelle, we don't we yeah. have been an irresponsible society we didn't it. Yes. <laughs> but then here's the yeah. thing Tony if you look, if you go on government websites and you look at who's actually involved in shaping policy, it's same old, same old. And if they yeah. don't know any better, they can't shape something that's, that's going exactly to create right. change. Mm. So exactly you know, we're right. not we can with what you got, but there's a point where we have to look at uh, changing the way in which we um, frame things and do things. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And on that note, we are actually out of time. Again. No. Oh, no. Oh, okay. Out of time. So um, what we're going to do, so next week, because of Easter, we're going to have a break, but then we'll come back with three more subsequent shows with Michelle, and we've got a lot planned in the next three shows to talk about, lots more to talk about in this um, difficult area to discuss 
Michelle, thank you so much for coming on Radio Tony and making Insight a really wonderful show full of information. Don't forget to reach out and talk to Michelle. She has amazing insight. And remember, that's the name of her book. So she's done lots of work in this area. She's very helpful. We're also going to mention in upcoming shows about how you can uh, work with Michelle to work through some of this trauma and clear it out of your life. Uh, Michelle and our listeners, that's our lot for this week. Michelle, thank you very much. Beautiful fig tree background and a wonderful stage for talking about this difficult subject. We will be back after the Easter break for uh, the following Sunday, uh, back talking with Michelle. This is Tony Lontis and that's your lot for this week. Thanks, everyone. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in. Bye. 